1: Here's today's host, Mike Kessler. Hi, and welcome to Wednesday's edition of to Every Man and Answer. Glad you've joined us as we get together every weekday at this time, answering questions about the Bible from the Bible, looking at current events from a biblical perspective, and also what we hear in church on Sunday or Saturday or one other day you meet. Hey, is it even in the Bible at all? We want to just encourage you to give us a call. That number to call again, eighty-eight eighty-eight. ask csn and we'll do our very best to get to your question today. Joining me today, special guest and featured CSN speaker here in the Morning Times, Daryl Skinner, Calvary Chapel, Pearl Harbor, Honolulu, Hawaii. Aloha.
2: Aloha, Mike, and aloha to all the listeners out there. It's great to be back with you. I've been gone for about a month. Uh did a little Israel tour, a little vacation time. And uh, so now we're back in the saddle. Looking forward to the great questions that come in from all the listeners and uh Hopefully, perfectly, we'll have the answers for them from the word of God and to bless our hearts and lives. There's so much going on in our world, Mike, right now is a tremendous blessing going to Israel and all that took place over there and to see uh, people coming back to Israel. T- uh, tourists are coming back. It's a great learning experience for, for believers to go. We went to about 40 different sites there in Israel. And of course, uh, uh, it was very, very safe as usual. And yet, uh, we know that Israel is performing some strikes into Syria. And of course, they're always on alert with what's happening around them. But, uh, as tourists and, and those who are leading, uh, these, uh, different tours, uh, you're, you're always kept safe and sound and, uh, just a tremendous time of growing in God's word, drawing closer to the Lord, seeing where he walked and, and the fulfillment of, Bible prophecy from the past, the present, and looking towards the future. So it's great to be with you once again,
1: Mike. Hey, amen. Always a blessing to be with you, Daryl. Looking forward to answering some questions with you. And uh, again, when we look at all these different things going on in the world, man, I'll tell you, Jesus said, when you begin to see these things, look up, your redemption draws nigh. You know, uh, Putin rattling on about World War III and, uh, you know, a nuclear holocaust and all this kind of stuff as he has very clearly said that he uh, has uh, not ruled out nuclear intervention in uh, the Ukraine. Uh, Of course, by doing that, you would render the the land useless, uh, like Chernobyl. Uh, Why would you do this? And so we realize we're not dealing here with, I believe, sane people. They got together, voted to annex uh, the Ukraine back into their country again even though Ukraine was a sovereign country I, I we want it you got it we're gonna take it uh you know just crazy stuff today in our world and uh you know so again we want to keep praying and uh, until the Lord takes us home be a be a a, a noisy little sunbeam out there shining God's <laughs> light everywhere you can because I believe it's so important 88. 88. Ask CSN's sends the number of call if you want to be part of the program today. And we're going to go to Sandra in Nevada. Hi, and welcome.
3: Hi. Um, thank you for taking my call. Thank you to you guys. I always listen to you guys, and I support you guys. Um, I'm, my question is, my son's friend this past weekend asked me a question. He said, what type of Bible do I read? And I said, well, I have a King James Bible. And then he told me, "Do you know that King, the um, King James, was an evil person? He was gay and he killed people." And he asked me, "So why are you reading that Bible?" I did not what I didn't know, and I didn't know how to answer that. <laughs> Can you help me?
1: Well, King, King James did not write the King James Bible. What he did is he was allowed he allowed the Bible to be printed. For everyone to read. Up to that time, it was only held in the monasteries. The common people were not allowed to have a Bible to read God's Word on their own. And so King James decided to let everybody have a Bible. Now, if he was this evil man that everybody says, and he tampered with God's Word, certainly Romans chapter 1 would not read the way it does. We're very strongly Uh, In Romans chapter 1, we find God's Word saying that he comes out hard against homosexuality, all these things that, so to speak, King James was supposed to be part of. Now, there was other people that had made versions of the Bible that, of course, were really skewed, things like this uh, circulated as God's Word, but it never was, never came to anything, but the uh, thing that I think is most astonishing about The King James Bible is um, right after the Second World War, this little Bedouin kid was chucking rocks in holes while he was watching sheep, and he heard a pot break as he threw one of these rocks into one of these caves. He goes up there, and here's this cave full of scrolls. And he began to look at it. He took it to people. They found out, in particular, one was the complete book of Isaiah. And it isn't what they didn't find in the book, Uh, that was so astounding is what they did find, it read exactly like the King James Bible written 800 years before Christ. So when we look at this, it is so accurate what we have uh, uh, concerning this, because up to that point, we didn't have uh, any real ancient manuscripts. But this one predated even Jesus, and so we find it read exactly like our book of Isaiah today did without any intervention, any tampering from King James, or for that matter, anybody else. What's important about the book of Isaiah is it says in Isaiah 53, he was wounded for our transgression, he was bruised for our iniquities, and upon him God laid the sin of us all. Now, what is so important about that is there in that book of Isaiah, you have the messianic prophecies concerning Jesus untampered with Reading exactly as your King James Bible reads today without any intervention from King James. Somebody say, well, he was a bad man. He was this, he was that. All I can tell you is this down through the history of ages, God has used all kinds of people. But King James did not write the Bible. What he did is he allowed the scholars to read it, to print it, and to circulate it. That is what he did never no mind to his personal life or anything else. What he did was he allowed the Bible to be printed in common, understandable language and then circulated to as many people wanted it. Your thoughts?
2: Yeah, what had happened during the time of King James, he established 47 different scholars to translate the Bible into English uh, uh, from the Old and New Testament. And this became a great blessing for the English speaking population, of course, a one who did it eighty five years before that he had translated the New Testament into English. His name was William Tyndall, and so what you have here is uh it's not uh dealing with King James himself; it's dealing with the translation of the Word of God and its fulfillment the hebrew uh the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, the New Testament written in Greek. It was translated for the common man to read and to understand and so that we were blessed with the Word of God. Now, the Bible declares in Revelation, I believe it's chapter 19, that the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. And so as we look to the Word of God, we see uh, from uh, the law written by Moses, the first five books of the Bible, to the prophets, and the poetical and historical books, you find Jesus fulfilling 456 of these prophecies became a testimony that he's truly the Son of God, Yeshua HaMashiach, the Messiah for the Jewish people. His name is Jesus. And then, of course, when he comes the second time, he will fulfill probably about a thousand of these prophecies. And this separates the Bible from any other religious book known to mankind, because God gave us the Word of God, and God provided these translators to translate the Holy Scriptures from Hebrew Old Testament, Greek New Testament, so we have a clear understanding in our English language. It has been a great blessing for many. But for hey. King James himself, he needs to, if he didn't come to salvation of Jesus Christ, be born again in the Holy Spirit, he, he's not in heaven and God's judgment will be upon him. If he did, then so be it. Uh, but, uh, uh, that's, that's just it. But we look to the word, as, as Mike said, I was just in Qumran, uh, a few weeks ago and of course we uh, we're looking at the uh, the aspects of what was found in the dead sea scrolls and so forth and as mike shared about the book of isaiah fully and completely matching uh from the uh, dead sea scrolls to what we have in our bible today and and so the the bible itself is erroneous it is without error it is uh, it's it's all sufficient for our lives and it keeps reproving itself time and time again and you can't find one contradiction in it whatsoever Mike, I'll hand it back to you. Amen. Hope that answers it for
1: you.
3: Um, can I ask you one more question about sure. the book of Enoch? Um, because he also asked me about that, and then he said, and also the book of Enoch is not in the Bible. Why, yeah, it, it? it
1: shouldn't be. It, it's it's not. A, it, there's crazy stuff in there. Um, and there is a quote, as Enoch saith in the book of Jude, but he is not referencing the book of Enoch. That's something important that people need to understand. Uh, and so when we under, really look at uh, at the uh, early church fathers knew that this book was around as well as many other, the gospel uh, according to Judas. Uh, there, there was There's a lot of the book of Barnabas. There's a lot of books that were out there, but when they found errors in them, they knew they couldn't be inspired by the Holy Spirit because God doesn't make mistakes. So they omitted them. Uh, And this is why we do not have the Apocrypha in the Protestant Bible, because when you look at some of these books uh, in the Apocrypha, how to get rid of a demon, I mean, uh, let's get on our intercontinental travelers and and go to the moon. I mean, uh, crazy stuff. Now, the book of Maccabees is interesting. It's historical, but not inspired. I don't really have that much problem with the book of Maccabees in that it is a historical book. But that doesn't make it scripture. And just because a book um, uh, was written a long time ago doesn't make it canonizable. In other words, it wouldn't be in your Bible just because it's old. If it was junk then, when they read it earlier, closer to the actual events, well, it's junk today. And so that's why the book of Enoch and many other books are not in our Bible, because there are flaws that kept them from being considered uh, scripture. Your thoughts?
2: If my memory serves me right, I believe the book of Enoch was written about 200 years before Christ. Uh, Enoch existed uh, back in Genesis before the great flood of Noah's day. He was raptured and taken up uh, before the judgment of God. And so it's important for us to realize this is an oral uh, speaking of Enoch that Jude is referring to. He's not referring to the book of, of what was uh, so-called Enoch, which it wasn't. He did not write the book uh Someone had written these things and then placed his name upon it. We always have to realize that there are many counterfeits uh within uh within the uh within our world uh, in various religious forms in cults and so forth, and very religious counterfeits when it comes to the old and new testaments that's why the Bible says to study the Word of God, a workman that need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. So when we study these auxiliary books that were written and we discover they were not canonized, we realize why they were not canonized, because they're not historically accurate. They might not be culturally accurate. They might not be biblically accurate. They might not be uh, uh archaeologically accurate and so forth. And thus they were discarded by those who put together the Old and New Testament and delivered it to us as that which is inspired of God and that which was false and phony. And to this very day, if you pick up any of these auxiliary books, the the Gospel According to Mary Magdalene or anything like that, you realize that it doesn't match the Holy Scriptures of what we have already as the inspiration of the Word of God. And thus, we, we discount them. We don't want them to be a part of the Holy Scriptures. We don't want to follow them. It's like the Book of Mormon. The Mormons will say the Book of Mormon is, is inspired by God. No, it's not inspired by God because it contradicts the Bible in many, many areas. So this is why we, we do not receive the Book of Mormon by any means and its
1: teachings. Mike? Amen. So I hope that uh, shed some light on it for you.
3: She did. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. Take care. Thank you again. Stay on the line
1: here if you like, send you out some books, some DVDs that perhaps your friend might like. I'll get those out to you. So just stay on and we'll get them in the mail. Let's go to Don in Texas. Hi and welcome.
4: Hi, afternoon, pastors i uh, got a quick question. Um, I heard you say yesterday on the program um, in one of the conversations about backsliding. Yeah. Is there biblical references about backsliding? Because I was brought up in a church that believed it, and then later on in life went to a church that said, once saved, always saved. So I'm just kind of, is there a biblical area for that?
1: Well, there's at least 25 verses that directly uh, if if they don't use the word backsliding, it's certainly extremely clear what's going on. New and Old Testament. Um, and uh, so uh, we find even Jesus, Matthew 26, verse 41. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Uh, I think it's interesting. And then uh, Hosea 11, 7. And my people are bent to backsliding from me, though they call them to... Uh, uh, though they called they called them to the Most High, none of them would exalt Him. Uh, we we find it uh, uh, Jeremiah three twenty two. Return, faithless people! I will cure you of backsliding. Yes, we will come to you for the Lord. for For you are the I'm sorry. For you are the the Lord our God. Uh, there's so many verses that directly use that. Hosea 44, uh, 14, 4. I will heal them of their backsliding. I will love them freely for my anger is turned away from him. Um, we find uh, in the book of Second Timothy. Now, this is New Testament. This is after they were saved and filled with the Spirit and all. Uh, we find here, it says... Um, I'll just read it. Verse 9, it says, Be diligent to come to me quickly, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica. And departed... uh, uh, And and so what I'm just simply saying is that uh, in 1 Timothy, he gave a glowing report about uh, Demas, uh, what a great brother's help he was. And now we find in 2 Timothy that... He had forsaken Paul. He had forsaken the Lord and went back into the world. Exact words of Paul. So I, I really believe that there is a plethora of of verses all the way through, and certainly the entire book of Jude covers this exact topic. So, um, and, and by the way, I, I've always told people this, Daryl. If the book of Jude isn't addressing this topic, I don't know what the book of Jude is talking about,
0: um, right, because exactly. that is
1: exactly what it addresses. Uh, and so, I, I hope that it, does that kind of answer it for you. And then, Daryl, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I think we could add to this. You know, when people backslide, you could look at the story of the prodigal son. That's a historical event that the Lord is sharing about a son who received an inheritance and and uh, spent it on uh, on uh, debauchery and wasteful living and so forth and. Harlotry and partying and heathen heathen lifestyle and so forth, and then he ends up coming to his senses as he's in the pig pen, and he repents and he comes home and the father receives him. This this one had uh, had been in the place of receiving all the blessings of his father, and then all of a sudden he goes off into the ways of the world, and it destroys him. And but he comes to faith. So the story of the prodigal son is a great story of a backslider who returns back to Christ, back to God, back to their Creator God, Heavenly Father, and is restored fully and completely. Now, let me just add to this. Uh, We have the backslider or those that backslide and they repent. We don't recommend it because the Bible says, Be not deceived. Uh, God is not mocked. That which a man sows, he shall also reap. There's tremendous reaping of consequences when one backslides uh, for their own personal lives, for their marriages and for their families, and yes, even in the church. So what we discover is uh, there's there's this backsliding and returning to the Lord, and then there's the backsliding that can lead you all the way, if a person doesn't repent, is where they become an apostate. The second Thessalonians chapter two talks about this falling away or a departing from the faith. Uh, leaving the Lord completely and fully and never, ever returning. And that is the full backslide, if you will. God, of course, always wants us to repent, to return and to get right with him, to be reconciled unto him and his blessings will flow. I think one individual in the Old Testament, we looked at King David when he sinned. He committed adultery. He lied and he murdered. Uh, and then he came to that place of repentance, full repentance. Uh, And Psalm 51 is a beautiful, beautiful passage that David writes about his own personal repentance and confession of sin and restoration by God. So if anybody's out there listening and they feel like, how could God ever love me again? How could he ever forgive me again? Please read Psalm 51 along with First John chapter 1. The Bible says that we confess our sins. He, Jesus, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And this is what we call the good news of God's grace and mercy and love. His mercies are new every morning. Repentance means to change from doing that which is wrong and now start doing that which is right in God. Mike, I'll give it back to you.
1: Yeah, Jeremiah, again, 322. Return, faithless people, I will cure you of your backsliding. Now, God is always willing. I, I like the last part of the book of Jude. It says, now who is able to keep you from falling? I like that. He's able to keep me from falling. The question is, am I willing to have him keep me from falling? that That's the question. Jesus said, if you abide in me. So uh, I, I just really think that it's its pretty uh, there. We find uh, lots of illustrations. Jonah was somebody who backslid. God told him to do something. He didn't want to do it. Went the other direction. Got on the boat, headed to Tarshish. And we know a Sea so became violent. They threw him overboard. Spent a couple of days, three days, three nights in the belly of the fish. Got ralphed out on the beach. And even when he went into Nineveh to tell them to repent, he didn't do it with really, honestly, a willing heart. He did it out of obligation or duty. Forty days and Nineveh is destroyed. I mean, he didn't come in and saying God has a wonderful plan for your life. He came in and he was mad. Uh, so, no, backsliding is a part of... of um, something that I believe all of us need to be watchful of. That's why Jesus himself said, watch and be ready. You don't know what hour your Lord's going to come. If it doesn't make any difference, then why why did Jesus say that? He wasn't talking to worldly people. He was talking to believers. So, again, we we have to look at what the Bible says. And, of course, we have the corrective letters uh, to the churches. We have five churches that technically were backslid uh, and— he didn't say, oh, well, anything goes, don't worry about it. No, he he compelled them. In fact, when he said, uh, if you if you don't repent, basically, I, I, if you repent, I won't blot your name out of the book of life. That's pretty serious. And then another one he said, uh, and I won't allow you to go into tribulation. So I I, I think there's pretty much a, a lot of verses there that we have to look at. But always remember, God is more than willing to forgive us and restore us and that's why the father saw his son. We, you mentioned the prodigal son, Daryl. He saw him a long way off. That's because his mm-hmm. dad was looking for him. And when he saw him, he, he ran to him and hugged him by the neck. He didn't say, what are you doing here? Go away. He didn't do that at all. But that's what the devil tells people that know the goodness of God. And for some reason, they believe the lie of the world. And then the devil says, well, God will never have you back. You're, you're a bum. You're this, you're that. Well, that's, of course, what the devil says. But the devil's always a liar. He, he never tells the truth. And there's nothing more than that father wanted to see than his son walking down the road. And one day it happened. And he went, put robe on him, put a ring on his fingers, shoes on his feet. I mean, he blessed him and restored him and brought him back in. And that's what God will do. That's what he's done for me. It's what he's done for all of us. And so uh, if, I hope that answers it for you. You know, Mike, if I could add one last
2: thing. Sure. I think one thing that Don brought up to us also was this once saved, always saved uh, at the other uh, church that he was going to. And I think that's contrary to the teachings of Jesus in John 15. Now, once saved, you want to be saved. You will continue to be saved because you are saved. You've come to the saving knowledge of the truth. And why would you want to follow a lie? But for those who never want to return back to the Lord, uh who wanted go back into the world it is like the fulfillment of the parable of the sower the first three the, those individuals uh with the hard hard earth and then the uh shallow earth and the the weeds that choke out the, the the truth and so forth, the Word. Uh, those three, they they came to some sense, at least two of the three there, came to some sense of the truth of Jesus Christ, but they didn't want to follow Him. One was because persecutions came up and trials. Another was because the pleasures of the world choked out the Word of God. They went back into the heathen lifestyle. But the fourth seed, uh, it was that which was uh, sown, and it brought forth fruit 30, 60, 100-fold. And again, Jesus shares this in John 15 where he says, you know, the, the vine is, is going to be pruned by the vine dresser and so forth. But if it's, if it withers and dies, it's only good to be cut off. That branch is only good to be cut off and cast into the fire. And that's where the Lord is saying, Hey, if, if you're not going to live for me, you're not going to honor me. You're not going to love me. Uh, and you're going to go back into the ways of this world, then truly you're not connected to me then you're only good to be cut off and cast into the fire. So that uh, kind of debunks, if you will, this once saved, always saved uh teaching words. You just said some prayer when you were three or something like that, five years old, eight years old, but yet you live a heathen life for the rest of your life. The true born-again Christian is going to be a Christian, not perfect, but will live a Christian life and want to serve the Lord. And when they make mistakes, when they mess up, they're going to repent, confess their sins, and ask the Lord to forgive them, and then continue on with a Christian walk, but the one that uh, ends up walking away from the Lord are those who never want to come back to the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's a tragedy Mike
1: yeah, amen and and I don't know where that line is. I don't want to know uh, yeah but 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 um uh you know God is God's merciful i I believe he that. is uh, very God much. understands the things that we go through in this life and how they can sometimes uh jade us a bit. But uh, I, I think that we have to still go back to the main question is, what do you think heaven is? Now, if you think heaven's an everlasting kegger with my buddies in, in the back of an old pickup, well, you, you better read the Bible to get a good understanding of what heaven is. It's a place where God is worshipped forever, and the Christian saints are gathered there, and we're going to worship God forever. Now, I talk to people that go, I don't want to go to church. I, I don't want to be around, you know, the Bible and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm a Christian. No, no you're not. Because what do you think heaven is? It's an everlasting church worship service. That's what it is. And if you don't want to be around Christians here forever, why would you want to be around Christians there forever? So I think that's really the bottom line. But um, I hope that answers it. We're going to come back on the other side of the break. And, and uh, if it answers your question, we'll send you some books and DVDs. If not, we'll talk to you on the other side of the break. And we'll be right back
0: right after this. Can you imagine getting your college degree and graduating debt-free? Sound crazy? Here's great news. Calvary Chapel University is offering a 25% tuition scholarship on your entire degree program. And with this unique scholarship, you have a realistic way to graduate debt-free. Calvary Chapel University is one of the most affordable Christian universities in the United States, and it's fully accredited and 100% online, so you can study whenever you and wherever you want calvary chapel university offers bachelor's degrees and masters in biblical studies with an emphasis in biblical counseling christian education and more and with solid teachers like skip heitzig and david guzik involved you can be sure you're getting sound doctrine this scholarship offer is available for a limited time find out more at CalvaryChapelUniversity.edu. that's calvarychapeluniversity.edu apply today
4: CSN is your source for the latest DVDs to witness to your Mormon friends and family. Bible versus the Book of Mormon compares and contrasts the two books' claim as the Word of God by testing them against historical, archaeological, and textual evidence. The Lost Book of Abraham takes a close look at Joseph Smith's claims about an ancient scroll he purchased in 1835 which claims to be the lost book of the biblical patriarch Abraham and DNA versus the Book of Mormon investigates the claims that Native Americans are descendants of the Israelites by examining DNA samples of Jews and Native Americans. And more DVDs are available online at csnradio.com Each DVD is available for suggested donation of 19 dollars or more. You can donate by calling 800-357-4226 or going online to csnradio.com Together we can reach out to the Mormon community and show them the truth. This is CSN.
1: And we want to welcome you back to part two of Jeffrey Man Answer on this Wednesday afternoon with Daryl Skinner from Calvary Chapel, Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. I'm your host, Mike Kessler, in Twin Falls, Idaho. And uh, again, Darla, I'm really glad you're back because, um, you know, we missed you. And, uh, you know, with everything going on in the world right now, and especially the instability that is facing everyone, uh, whether it be our own personal um, pocketbook or, or a totally tanked economy, it, it's, it's hard to believe that uh, just... 22 months ago we had a dollar 90 a gallon gas (laughs) inflation was at one percent now we have five to six dollar a gallon gas everywhere you have inflation worse since 1948 yeah we have scarcities uh, everywhere i mean you go down you want to buy something oh we, we don't have that when you get it we don't know and that goes from uh ford pickup to uh uh baby diapers uh, it's just it's just an epidemic everywhere because everything is goofed up and i i honestly daryl i i don't think if you worked overtime you could mess a country up more <laughs> than it is right now when you figure that just 22 months ago our country was functioning even in the midst of, of the coronavirus. Uh, we we still had low. We had we had two uh, percent interest, one and a half percent interest. Now people aren't buying houses anymore. Uh, they say the whole um, uh, realtor world, uh, the whole housing market is going to crumble because people can't afford these houses. Uh, You know, when you're talking six, now, a lot of you that are younger don't remember what the Jimmy Carter years were like. Mm. Democrat uh, 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 took over, doing the same exact insanity that we find going on right now. Interest rates climbed into the 20%. I remember a guy told me, he says, I can't believe it. I bought a house. I got, I can't believe it, 18% interest. And he was bragging about it. Because most housing loans were much higher than that, uh, it was a tr- it was a, a it was devastating, um, and it affected everybody in America. Uh, when you stop to think that we're we we're here again, a same same kind of uh, political view, same kind of ideas, uh, same kind of tanking of an economy. Uh, there's just really no excuse for it. You know, when they say, well, interest rates are 8.3%, that's a lie because they recalculated how they're figuring inflation. Yeah, that's right. Because if you figure it the way they figured it in 1980, 20 years ago, or, you know, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, um, uh, it's over 20% right now, inflation. I took, I took some things back to the store. I did a little uh, honeydew around the house and took some things back to the store. And it was about a year and a half I bought them. You know, they were just sitting on the shelf. I was cleaning out the garage. Took them back to the store. They took them back. They said, um, wow, we can't believe you bought a roll of wire uh, for, um, for um, $65. That same roll of wire now is is hundred and almost $70 in just a year and a half. Um, PVC black PVC or uh, uh, gray PVC pipe. Uh, $14 is what they're 14.50 is what they're selling it for now. I bought it for seven bucks. That that was just a year ago. Doubled in price. Now, how long do you think, everyone, that this is going to go on without it bankrupting every single one of us? You see, this is the problem. And then he hires uh, 80. Over 85,000 IRS agents to go after the middle class. A, a defected IRS agent says, oh, these are primarily targeting the middle class of America. Rich people, they are not going to pay taxes. Poor people can't. So the only ones they can target is the middle class. They got 80. Now, picture a Super Bowl football game. You see all those people in the stadium. More than that, he hired to come after you. <laughs> wow. Wow talk about declaring war on america oh joe has done it and his team these are scary times friends and if you think that it can just keep going on like this and going on like this no i'm sorry it's not going to do that um something will give something will break something will collapse or you're going to have a civil war in fact bill gates uh even spoke about that um because we have the most divisive president we've ever had in the history of people say oh Donald Trump went no 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 not by a long shot no Joe has divided the country because we're all broke under this guy and his his goon squad so yeah we have to be real careful I mean when when you look remember there are there are terrible consequences for voting poorly. Do your homework. See how you know, they, Mike. Yeah, you know, I don't tell people how to vote, but I will tell everybody this. Jesus said, beware of wolves in sheep's clothing. How do you know mm-hmm. the difference between a wolf and a sheep? Well, in church or in the political world? Well, it's by what they eat and the tracks they leave. And mm-hmm. when you look at these people that when it comes time to run for something or Oh, they're conservative, family, values, everything. And the minute they get elected, they light the White House in gay colors when when um, homosexual marriage was approved by the Supreme Court, if you remember. Yet, at Saddleback Church, President Obama then, uh, candidate Obama said, I believe marriage is between a man and a woman. Everybody applauded. Oh, yes, yes, you're our man. He gets elected. Appoints Supreme Court justices, extremely liberal. Well, that happens, you know, and they approve gay marriage. Well, that just happens. Oh, no, 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 no. He lit the White House in rainbow colors, approving of the decision. So, yeah, when they campaign, they're one way, and when they get in office, they're another way. And that's just kind of the way they are. So, look at how they have voted in the past. Look. Who their friends were. Look who they associate with. You know, the book of Proverbs says you're known by the company you keep. So you might want to look and see who are they. Who and, and if you don't know how they're going to vote, look at the way their friends voted on these issues that affect every one of us. And when you begin to understand these consequences, oh, are we all paying. And every time you fill your tank, you're paying for it then, too. Yes, Daryl.
2: You know, the policies of the Democratic Party have plummeted America into this dismal economic malaise and and really uh, destruction that we're experiencing today. It's not only Joe Biden, it's the entire Democratic Party, it's their policies. Their policies, all their regulations, the destruction of uh, our own energy uh, as an independent America – producing our own energy and actually being a great exporter of energy across the world. Uh they have destroyed that uh, particular uh, economic way of life for us. And thus we have high gas prices here in Hawaii as well as How, course, how much California. is gas in Hawaii right now? We're looking about I think it's about 5 uh, 549 569. I've heard 5 uh, some place you might find it for 519 regular. Uh, but that's about it where it's at. And I know California's over six, I believe. And, and you know, it, 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 this is uncalled for. It's not needed. It can be fixed in a minute. Uh, and, and yet it's their policies. It's their regulations. It's who they are. Fentanyl coming across the border. Tremendous crisis in fentanyl addiction and, and destruction of human life. The open border policies, uh, high taxes. This is who they are. This is what they're all about. They're about power. They're about control. The destruction of our educational system, reading scores are at their lowest, I think, just about yeah, the ever.
1: SATs have tanked. Yep. You know, our Everything. schools need more money. They need more because money. No, and they keep passing these things, giving them more money. And they don't, yeah, they don't, nothing happens. And then you look uh, back. The
2: teachers unions, the teachers unions need to rebel against the Democratic Party. We don't need teachings on transgenderism. 0.03% of the population of the United States is transgender. 0.03. Okay, that's below 1%. 0.03. And then you have the teachings on homosexuality, which we're running about close to 5% of the population there. And yet they want to ram this down our precious little children's throats. They want to just tell them uh, all these things. All, you know what? We've lost control of education. It needs to be brought back to just a simple basis of math, English, science, true science, that is, not theories, as well as uh, history, American history, not socialist rewriting of our history. These are the things that need to return. And this is why I'm praying for a big red wave and and a return to the Constitution and conservatism and family values, integrity, and get rid of the corruption and let's get these get these oil companies working for us once again you cannot fly planes on solar power you cannot fly planes uh, on uh, well not not uh, big commercial on ones on, no. on, on, on on batteries and everything else uh we need we need we have plenty of gas for what are they here two to three hundred four hundred years here just in america so well, and, uh, and we and need but, to bring manufacturing we need to bring pharmaceuticals back to america we need to be self-sufficient once again. One nation under God, uh, independent, indivisible. You know, this is who we are. This is America. But they're trying to make us as part of this global elite. This global, global socialist, communist. Yeah. This green green deal. Uh, the, the green deal will not work and will never work because uh, it, it demobilizes a society. And when you demobilize a society, it has no mobility. Then all of a sudden, it goes bankrupt. Simple as that. And, uh, and and you know, you have farmers in Europe and Canada and different places. They're trying to get rid of all the fertilizers and different things. This is craziness, craziness, craziness by a global elite, and it needs to stop. We all say, yeah, well, it's the last days. It is the last days. But you know what? We have to stand up for righteousness. We have to stand for righteousness in this generation because the Lord may come back today. He may come back 50 years from now. He just says watch and be but ready. But can you imagine
1: can you imagine the world 50 years from now at the on the on the the, the rails war starvation right now. oh gosh starvation
2: yeah. throughout the world as they continue their policies and destruction uh, uh, and and um, you know and the good thing goodness about america is we can turn on a dime. We get the right president the right leadership senate and house in there with, with good economic policies, good energy policies, which means freedom, freedom, freedom. Uh, this, this nation can turn around on a dime and inflation is going to drop. I guarantee you, you start getting the gas flowing once again, it's going to drop in half. It's going to drop in half. Things are going to happen. Stop spending so much of our money on frivolous stupidity and so forth. And let's get things right and let's move forward this nation. We have great opportunities in this election. Please, everybody. Get out and vote and vote
1: righteously, righteously, okay? Vote righteously. Mike? Being about our father's business, so important. Amen. Let's go to Miguel, Kalispell, Montana. By the way, 8888. Ask, he sends the number to call if you want to be part of the program today. Again, Miguel Kalispell. Hi, welcome. Yes. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good.
5: I'm doing well. Um, Yeah, I guess the reason I called is just because... I know everybody's really worried about uh, this nuclear war and all this stuff, and I honestly don't think that it's going to go that way. I think they're going to they're going to pull the fake alien invasion thing and false flag us into more fear. And, yeah, I'm just not that worried about it. Um, we just have to have faith and trust in God that, you know, nothing's going to happen to us. You know, we're protected. And I don't know, it's just where I come out on that.
1: Well, I I believe that, again, um, uh, faith without works is dead. And we have to be proactive in whatever we are. I mean, so many parents uh, with their kids in public schools, uh, you need to know what those teachers are teaching your kids. You need to go down there and look at that. Look at the books they're they're, uh, uh, being forced to read and being graded upon. Uh I, I I believe that that again um uh I, I do believe in the in the protection of God. Uh I do also see many places in the Bible where good people uh died because of the unrighteousness of others. Uh you can see this everywhere, even even in seventy AD when Titus came in leveled the city of jerusalem not everybody that lived in jerusalem was ungodly not everybody that lived in jerusalem was was evil Uh, but because of their um continuing insurrection against the roman government uh they ended up um coming under the wrath of titus the roman general who leveled the city burned it um and and that's unfortunate um, that's why I really believe, this is why Jesus said, redeeming the time, the days are evil. I, I, I really believe that we have to redeem the time. We, we may not always be here. We may not always have the freedom that we have. We may not always have the means by which we can do things. So as the Bible says, work for the night's coming when no one can work. We, we want to we take full advantage of, of what's going uh, with what God has given us right now. Uh, because it's so important. Did you have a question in particular? No,
5: I just just a just an observation that um, um, you know it's it's I, I understand what you're saying, Pastor. Um, I, I I'm not saying that we're impervious to death or, or martyrdom or any of that stuff. It's just what I see is that um, as much as this life might seem to matter. And I think it matters of, of how we choose and what we do and, and that we repent and, and turn from sin and, and trust fully in Jesus. I don't think it matters that we die, you know, and how we die is I think we should just be strong and, and faithful and continue to share the good news with people and uplift and encourage other believers and, and, and pray to God for wisdom, knowledge, discernment, revelation, truth. And, and and we'll be okay. It just, there's such a peace over my heart as opposed to six years ago before I got saved. You
1: know, I just- Oh man, like... yeah, yeah, sure. Because you know your, hands, your life is in God's hands and that's what's really, you know, that's that's what we really do. You know, Daryl, uh, you, you know, you've had a near-death experience, so have I. Um, I think mm-hmm. many of us listening have had that. and And having the peace of God in your heart to know whether we live or die, as Paul says, to live as Christ to die is gain, I That's think right. is so important. Your
2: you know, Mike, if I could add to the gentleman's comment, um people do get worried about nuclear weapons coming from Russia or some other China or something like that. The Bible uh doesn't say that the world will be destroyed by nuclear weapons. The Bible says that Jesus is going to return to the earth. And the the wrath of God will be poured out during the seven years of tribulation. You can read that in Revelation chapter 6 through 19. So there's a lot to come on planet Earth and not the destruction of humanity by nuclear weapons. That's not going to happen. Not to say there can't be a nuclear exchange at some point in time, but the world will not be destroyed by nuclear weapons. In fact, ultimately, the Bible says after the tribulation period and then the second return of Christ and the thousand year reign of Christ then this heavens and this universe this earth will melt away in fervent heat the bible says god will get rid of it and then we head off we will, we, we have we will have headed off to the uh, new heavens and new earth and the new jerusalem so uh, as as born again believers jesus says don't worry about tomorrow whatever evil will come will come But you know what? We're we're to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he says, all things should be added unto thee. And that's the key for us as believers. What should we be doing today? That is, we should be preaching the gospel. We should be inviting people to church to hear the gospel. We should be involved in soul winning. We should be involved in discipling. Every believer, as you've been saved for quite some time, you've been learning the word of God, get involved in some ministry in your church. Be about your father's business. You hear Mike say that all the time. Be about your father's business. Could be in the children's ministry. Could be in an outreach ministry. Could be in a prison ministry. Could be in visiting folks in hospitals and so forth. Whatever it is, the restrictions of COVID are slowly loosening up and so forth. But And we've got to get back to missions as churches. Reaching out, uh, in-reach and outreach across the entire world. And this is the calling, the high calling of Christ for all believers, for all believers. He says, I want you to be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the outermost parts of the world. And that's where I say, let's go for God. These are the last days. We know we're in the last days. Let's go for God. Let's win those souls. Let's make those disciples. Let's invite people to church. Make sure you're back in church now, folks. This COVID stuff is enough. Satan has distracted us and divided us and and caused us not to, to become lazy when it comes to church attendance. It's time to get back and get on fire. Everybody get on board and let's go. Because these are the last days, the Lord is coming soon, and this is the highest calling that we have as a Christian believer, to win souls and make disciples. Mike, I'll give it back yeah, to you. Yeah,
1: real quick, just, you know, and, and when I witness to so many people, I talk to them, and everybody is concerned about what we talk about on this program. I mean, they're just concerned. Uh, mm-hmm. They said, you know, Mike, you're one of the first people I've talked to that really, you know, as a Christian, you don't have your head in the sand, just thinking everything is going to go away and everything is going to get better but that actually we, we become proactive, and people say, well, how, what should I do? How should I vote? Read Romans chapter 1. That's going to give you the best outline of what pleases God and what hurts God. Hope that helps, Miguel. Yep.
5: Thank you very much. You guys be blessed, okay?
1: You too. Blessings bless. to you. Stay online if you like. Send you out books and DVDs. Let's go to Ross, Northern California. Hi, welcome. Hey, pastors.
5: Hey, pastors. Uh really well. I uh, tell you how much I appreciate both you. I started listening to Daryl at four thirty in the morning, and then at four o'clock I listened to you, Mike. And I really appreciate there you, you know. guys.
1: Well, I'm glad the you wait. listen. You're an early oh, boy. Yeah.
5: <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> wonderful.
1: Any anyhow, um, what's
5: going to stop this election from being uh, stolen again, too? I mean, what's going on? That's what really concerns me. Is with all these mailing ballots and everything, what's going to stop it from from being going wrong again, you know that's that's one thing. And then the other question is, is: is Do you think this is the the end time that God's this plan is for? God's plan is for America to go down, and we're sure going down fast the way it's going. So that's all well, I wanted to ask you about. Real you quick, comment? Ross,
1: the Bible does not mention the United States in biblical prophecy, as I see it. I just don't. We we know Europe is mentioned, the old Roman Empire. We know Russians mentioned. We know the kings of the East, China, and all those uh, people are mentioned. Uh, but we don't find the United States specifically mentioned in end-time prophecy. And for what reason? Maybe it's not here. Maybe we've had a civil war. It's collapsed. Maybe we've had you know, Yellowstone supervolcano blow up and, and most of America is gone. Um, maybe we, we've had a series of, of natural catastrophes that's just bankrupted us so we're no longer a world power, uh, you know, hurricanes, earthquakes, you know, thirteen oh 0 earthquakes. We know there's going to be giant tectonic plate movement during the tribulation period, starting in Revelation chapter 6, the very beginning of the tribulation period, you find gi- gigantic tectonic plate changes where it says every mountain and island moves out of its place. Friends, that is significant. Because that means that what we understand to be shorelines and uh, above sea level, below sea level, all these things, uh, some a- actually estimate that the San Joaquin Valley will be an inland ocean, actually, because it will it will go down as the Pacific Plate rides up over the top of it. I don't know. I, I maybe God just saving that for the for that time. I don't know, but we're not mentioned. In biblical prophecy, as far as how to keep the election uh, good, I, there's some people that I know. There, there are going to be poll watchers that monitor mm. what goes on. I think prayer is going to be key. To pray that um, the powers of darkness, their works are come to come to nothing. Um, your thoughts, Daryl?
2: Well, you know, uh, we reap what we sow. It's a great law of God. And uh, if we want to do nothing, then the the evil will take take over. The Bible says, righteousness exalts a nation, but its sin is a reproach to any people. And it's up to all of us as believers in Jesus Christ, those who believe in the Lord, who are conservatives, who believe in our Constitution and what we've been given for freedom and liberty and the pursuit of happiness, that we get up and we fight for it. Uh, Nothing is free. Uh, otherwise, evil will take over. And when there's a vacuum, darkness just seems to be there. We are the light of the world. We're a, be a city that's shining brightly on a hill. This is our calling as believers in Jesus Christ. And Mike, I think you hit the nail on the head. Get, be a poll watcher. Get involved in the counting and so forth. Make sure everything is done, uh, with integrity. And, uh, um, we, we just can't throw in the towel and just give it over to the media, the corrupt media, nor give it over to corrupt governments. We have to get involved in the process and be a part of the the solution
1: to the problem. Noisy, and then, noisy little yes, sunbeams. You is got what that we right, need to be. Give it a go. Hope that helps, Ross. Awesome. Thanks, thanks, pastors. God bless you. Stay in line. Let's go to Amy real quick. Amy, we're almost out of time. What's your question? I'll go fast. Um,
3: just want to know what the Bible says about cremation versus burial, and I want to hear what both of you have to say about cremation.
1: Well, cremation is not really a biblical standpoint of disposing of a body. The uh, Hebrews, because it was created in the image of God, they would bury it and just let natural whatever uh, decompose of it. Uh, uh, Cremation was actually from the Hindus is where that came from, The only person that I know in the Bible that was cremated was Saul because he was so badly decomposed after they'd captured uh, his uh, dead body. They they hung it on a wall as a public exhibition. Your thoughts? Uh,
2: You know, uh, dust we are, dust we shall return. Fire just speeds uh, it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the good news is we're going to get a glorified body. Uh, as we go to heaven, we return with the Lord back to the earth to reign and rule with him for a thousand years as a kingdom of spiritual priests. And that glorified body will never sin and will never die and never get disease. And that's the body we look forward to. So look
1: forward to that, Mike. Amen, Amy. So if a person gets cremated, that doesn't keep them from going to heaven or anything like that. Um, but I think sometimes relatives, kids especially, deal with death better when there's actual body that they can go a place rather than ashes sprinkled over a mountaintop. So hope that helps. Stand in line. We'll get you taken care of. Thanks, Daryl. Look forward to being back with you tomorrow. Until then, God to bless. To find out more about this
4: ministry or to receive a copy of today's program, please call 1-800-357-4226 or write us to Every Man and Answer, P.O. Box 391, Twin Falls, Idaho, 83303. That toll free number is 1 800 357 4226. Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes by searching for To Every Man and Answer in the iTunes Store or visit us online at slash TEMA. To Every Man and Answer is a production of CSN International, the Christian satellite network. The opinions expressed by our guests may or may not be those of CSN International or of this station.